This is The Beat Generation, a look at music throughout the years that changed our world, from the original beat poets of the 50s through to the musicians of the 60s until today. They've become known for their influence on music that has shaped the soundtrack of our lives, simply known as The Beat Generation. Well, welcome to the Beat Generation, produced in association with Bad Boys Productions, Townsville's Triple TFM, and the Community Broadcast Association of Australia. This show got its name from the 50s writers that inspired so many musicians, and each week we take a look into music and artists throughout the years that have changed the face of the musical landscape. A full song listing can be found at our Facebook page, forward slash music that changed the world. And a podcast of this show and past episodes can be found on Apple and Spotify, along with some of our other shows, including the Bad Boys and Secret Men's Business. Make sure you check out our shows, and if you like what you hear, then please leave us a review. So sit back, put your headphones on, crank up the dial, and journey with us this week as we take a look at the rise of hip-hop. I'm Shane Bryan, and this is The Beat Generation. Well, the effect of The Beat Generation was being felt across the world throughout Indigenous communities as the 60s protests against white supremacy gained momentum. Martin Luther King and the other prominent black leader Malcolm X only ever met once in 1964 on Capitol Hill. Although they both had the same goal of equal rights and justice for black people in America, their philosophies were a world apart. They would never meet again before each one was assassinated, first Malcolm X and then King. Now, while both poles apart, the effect that they both had on the struggle that black America faced was monumental. Musically, the message from both camps were felt throughout the late 60s and the early 70s with the rise of soul. However, the impact was little felt and the oppression within areas like Harlem was not going away anytime soon. In the early 70s, violence was spilling into the streets of the Bronx, gangs that were formed to clean up the streets of growing drug problems and restore order, eventually turned to violence over cultural and gangland territory. Something had to be done to change the focus, and a young Lance Taylor was the one to achieve it. An activist mother and a member and warlord of the Black Spades Gang, Lance was opposed to the Black Liberation Movement and felt that there was a better way. Returning from a trip to Africa where his viewpoint shifted, he changed his name to Africa Bambata and he began to hold block parties as a way to bring stability and unity to the gangs. Instead of fighting, dance-offs began to occur and a new form of music arose. Across town at Greenwich Village where the Beat Generation officially began, a popular magazine called Village Voice quoted Bambata as calling the culture hip-hop. Well, I chose the name um, hip-hop because of the cliches that my brothers was using in their rhymes, Love Buzz Starsky and um, Keith Cowboy from Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, who was um, strong members of the Black Spades. You know, we used to do our, our, our lot of dirt and good together in the Black Spades. And I like the sound of what they were saying and when the media come to speak to me, because we could have called it the go off, the boing on yoing. <laughs> we could have called it this, the scat rap and all that type. But I, like that sound, I said, you know, this is hip. And when you feel that music, you got to hop to it. <laughs> so that's when we call it hip hop. But it was actually Grandmaster Flash member Keith Cowboy that officially coined the term. 
Hip-hop was actually around much earlier than those who officially named it, however, and it can be traced back to the artist that they call the father of hip-hop, Clive Campbell, a.k.a. DJ Cool Herc. Now, not only did he start the hip-hop culture, he created breaking, a form of dancing that became known as breakdancing. However, for all of his parties and live performances, DJ Cool Herc never released a commercial album, but he helped give artists exposure, and his style was picked up by artists like Bambata as early as 1973 and Grandmaster Flash in 75. When hip-hop finally arrived in the late 70s, Herc had retreated from the scene after being stabbed at one of his venues and the burning down of another one. In 1980, DJ Herc had stopped DJing altogether and was working in a record shop in South Bronx. Well, the rise of MCs that were using scat-like vocals dominated America in the 70s and gave rise to breakdancing, record scratching and beatboxing. But it wasn't until 1979 that the first official recording was released. Rapper's Delight by Sugar Hill Gang was considered a complete fabrication put together by a studio owner, Sylvia Robinson. None of the guys were real hip-hop icons like Grandmaster Flash. And then there was the social conscious message that true hip-hop was renowned for that was missing as well. But it's actually the single, The Message, it's where we're taking our cue for the beat generation this week. After having some minor success with Freedom in 1980, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five released a single that provided a political and social commentary, and it went on to become a driving force behind conscious hip-hop. Containing the well-quoted lines, don't push me because I'm close to the edge, here is Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five with The Message. This is The Beat Generation. 1982. It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. Broken glass everywhere. People pissing on the stage. You know they just don't care. I can't take the smell. Can't take the noise. Got no money to move out. I guess I got no choice. Rats in the front room. Roaches in the back. Junkies in the alley with the baseball bat. I tried to get away, but I couldn't get far. Cause a man with the tow truck repossessed my car. Don't push me. Cause I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. <laughs> it's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. Standing on the front stoop, hanging out the window, watching all the cars go by, roaring as the breezes blow. A crazy lady living in a bag, eating out of garbage pails. Used to be a fag hag, such a dash to tangle. Skip 
the life and danger was her gone prince to seem to lost her senses. Down at the peep show, watching all the creeps, so she can tell the stories to the girls back home. She went to the city and got so 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 did it. She had to get a pimp, she couldn't make it on her own. Don't push me, cause I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. <laughs> It's like a jungle sometimes, it makes me wonder how I keep from going under. It's like a jungle sometimes, it makes me wonder how I keep from going under. My brother's doing fast on my mother's TV. Says she watches too much, it's just not healthy. All my children in the daytime, Dallas at night, can't even see the game or the Sugar Ray fight. The bill collectors, they ring my phone and scare my wife when I'm not home. Got a bum education, double digit inflation, can't take the train to the job, there's a strike at the station. Neon King Kong standing on my back, can't stop to turn around. Broke my sacroiliac, a mid-range migraine, cancer membrane. Sometimes I think I'm going insane, I swear I might hijack a plane. Don't push me. Call, I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. It's like a jungle sometimes, it makes me wonder how I keep from going under. It's like a jungle sometimes, it makes me wonder how I keep from going under. Got a job, learn to be a street sweeper. I dance to the beat, shut for my feet, wear a shirt and tie, and run with the creeps. Cause it's all about money, ain't a damn thing funny. You got to have a con in this land of milk and honey. They pushed that girl in front of the train, took her to the doctor, sold her arm on the game. Stabbed that man right in his heart, gave him a transplant for a brand new start. I can't walk through the park, cause it's crazy after dark. Keep my hand on my gun, cause they got me on the run. I feel like an outlaw, broke my last glass jaw. Hear them say, you want some more living on a seesaw? Don't push me, cause I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. Say what? It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. Like a jungle sometimes, it makes me wonder how I keep from going under. A child is born with no state of mind, blind to the ways of mankind. God is smiling on you, but he's frowning too, because only God knows what you'll go through. You'll grow in the ghetto, living second rate, and your eyes will sing a song of deep hate. The places you play and where you stay looks like one great big alleyway. You'll admire all the number book takers, thugs, pimps, and pushers, and the big money makers. Driving big cars, spending 20s and 10s, and you want to grow up to be just like them. <laughs> Smugglers, scramblers, Burglars, gamblers, pickpocket peddlers, even panhandlers. You say, I'm cool, I'm no fool. But then you wind up dropping out of high school. Now you're unemployed, all non-void. Walking around like your pretty boy Floyd. Turn stick up, kid, but look what you done did. Got sent up for an eight-year bid. Now your manhood is took and you're a Maytag. Spend the next two years as an undercover fag. 
was being used and abused to serve like hell to one day you was found hung dead in the cell it was plain to see that your life was lost you was cold and your body swung back and forth but now your eyes sing the sad sad song of how you live so fast and die so young so don't push me cause i'm close to the edge i'm trying not to my head <laughs> it's like a jungle sometimes it makes me wonder how i keep from going under <laughs> it's like a jungle sometimes it makes me wonder how i keep from going under <laughs> yo bell you see that girl man, yeah, man. Well, five years earlier, hip-hop founder Africa Bambata created Universal Zulu Nation, which had a strong socially conscious agenda, and it quickly became the Zulu Nation, a loose confederation of street dance crews, graffiti artists, and rap musos. By the late 1970s, the culture had gained media attention as well. Hip-hop gave young African-Americans a voice to let their issues be heard. Throughout the years, Bambata became a voice for other issues like apartheid in South Africa, championing Mandala's release from prison. Although recent years have been challenging with allegations of sexual abuse, it's Bambata's contribution to the unity and peace by starting the whole hip-hop movement that he'll be remembered for. In 1984, Africa Bambata joined forces with the legendary James Brown to release Unity, a song that he describes as being about unity, peace, love and having fun, which is what Africa created hip-hop for in the first place. Here is Africa Bambata featuring James Brown and Unity Part 1, The Third Coming on The Beat Generation. 1984 Everybody over there!
1981, a new hip-hop outfit from Queens burst onto the scene with a track that gave the band the title as the greatest hip-hop group of all time by Rolling Stone, VH1 and MTV. Run DMC. Joseph Simmons, Daryl McDaniels and Jason Mazzell, a.k.a. Jam Master J, took what was emerging in hip-hop, namely the MC, combined it with the DJ to create new school hip-hop. And that wasn't the only thing Run DMC were first at in the hip-hop community. They were the first group to have a Grammy-nominated gold album, the first to have a platinum record, the first to have a video on MTV, the first to appear on the cover of Rolling Stone, and the only hip-hop band to appear at Live Aid in 1985. The song, of course, that they're remembered for apart from their duet Walk This Way with Aerosmith is It's Like That, which is about life in the area where the group lived. Despite protesting social and political problems, the song also takes on a message of hope, asking listeners to abandon prejudice and to believe in themselves. It's Like That charted in 1984 when it was released and then again in 1997 when it was remixed by DJ Jason Nevins. Five years later, on the eve of a new album, Mazel was shot and killed in his studio. The murder remained unsolved until just this year, 2020, and the band, of course, never recovered. Here with the original version of It's Like That from 1984, run DMC on the Beat Generation. 1984.
In the mid-80s, after the commercial success of bands like Run DMC, other groups with a politically or socially charged message began to take centre stage. In 1986, DJ Chuck D and MC Flavor Flav formed a band that would use the same formula as Run DMC, but with a message of politics aimed at the black youth. Originally starting as a promo tape by Chuck D for his radio station WBAU, the release was entitled Public Enemy Number no. 1. Public Enemy made contributions to the hip-hop world with sonic experimentations as well as political and cultural consciousness. They also changed the internet's music distribution capability by being one of the first groups to release MP3-only albums, a format virtually unknown at the time. The band's biggest single was Fight the Power, which was the theme song for Spike Lee's famous movie, Do the Right Thing. Now, interestingly, the lyrics make mention of Elvis as a racist, clarifying his comments further in a verse that is an attack on the white ideal of Presley as the king. Now, whilst the lyrics were shocking and offensive, it was interesting that for the first time, a rap song was being scrutinised word for word. The world was finally taking notice. Here is Public Enemy with Fight the Power. 1989. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Well, that was Public Enemy with Fight the Power. We'll be back with more after the break and take a look at what was happening in the UK with the rise of hip-hop. This is The Beat Generation. Hey, this is Shane from The Beat Generation. Together with my partner in crime, Darren, we put together a little podcast every day that is funny, irreverent, and just a tad special. With 90,000 subscribers, I think it's not quite small, but we have the Bad Boys Breakfast Show, which you can find on Apple and Spotify. It gets you up to speed with the latest news, sport, and weather. A daily dose of comedy with you and I. Two guys have been there, done that, and we got locked up for it. We certainly did. In fact, we come to you fresh from Cell 53. It's the Bad Boys Podcast, and it is real, and it is raw, and it says it like it is. Just search for The Bad Boys. The Bad Boys Breakfast Show with Shane and Darren. Comedy with attitude that doesn't hold back. Sponsor of The Beat Generation. This is The Beat Generation, a look at music throughout the years that changed our world, from the original beat poets of the 50s through to the musicians of the 60s until today. They've become known for their influence on music that has shaped the soundtrack of our lives. Simply known as the Beat Generation. Welcome back to the Beat Generation, produced in association with Bad Boys Productions, Townsville's Triple TFM and the Community Broadcast Association of Australia. I'm Shane Bryan. Thanks for joining us as we continue to take a look at the rise of hip-hop. Make sure you check out our Facebook page, Music That Changed the World, and our Instagram page, The Beat Generation Podcast. Now, while some hip-hop bands started with a political or social agenda, others find it later on in their musical career. Beastie Boys was one of those bands. Mike D, Adam Youch, also known as MCA, and Adam Horowitz, known as Ad-Rock, were three white guys from New York City that formed in 1979 and they were on a mission to party with hits like No Sleep Till Brooklyn and Fight For Your Right To Party. They of course got a leg up by becoming Madonna's support band for her Virgin tour in 1985. In 1994, the band brought awareness to Tibetan human rights with the organisation of the Tibetan Freedom Concert, the biggest rock benefit since Live Aid. Bringing together bands like Red Hot Chili Peppers, York, Smashing Pumpkins, the event drew 100,000 people and raised over $800,000 for the Tibetan cause and a further $1.5 million in seven more events. Here with a track from the Tibetan Cause album and the Beastie Boys' Ill Communication album from 1994 is Root Down, a song about getting back to basics, stripping back everything and being who we're supposed to be. A great message to support Tibetan human rights and a great message for the Beat Generation. 1984 
Well, described by Entertainment Weekly as a level-headed street philosopher preaching respect for black women, Coolio was a hip-hop artist with a mission to show the ghetto as a place of hope in the desolation. Sampling Stevie Wonder, Gangster's Paradise sold over 6 million copies worldwide and began with lyrics from Psalm 23. Used in the movie Dangerous Minds, the song reflects on the greed and the violence that existed in the ghetto. One of the biggest hip-hop songs ever to be released, Coolio and Gangster's Paradise. 1985. As I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I take a look at my life and realize there's nothing left Cause I've been blasting and laughing so long That even my mama thinks that my mind is gone But I ain't never crossed a man that didn't deserve it Me be treated like a punk, you know that's unheard of You better watch how you're talking and where you're walking Or you and your homies might be lying in chalk I really hate the trip, but I gotta low they croak, I see myself in the pistol smoke, fool I'm the kind of cheater, little homies wanna be like On my knees in the night, saying prayers in the streetlight Situation they got me facing. I can't live a normal life. I was raised by the state, so I gotta be damn with the hood team. Too much television watching got me chasing dreams. I'm an educated fool with money on my mind. Got my tin in my hand and a gleam in my eye. I'm a loped out gangster, set tripping banker. And my homies is down, so don't arouse my anger. Fool, death ain't nothing but a heartbeat away. I'm living life through a dire. What can I say? I'm 23 now, but will I live to see 24? The way things are going, I don't know. After minute, hour after hour, everybody's running, but half of them ain't looking. It's going on in the kitchen, but I don't know what's cooking. They say I got to learn, but nobody's here to teach me. If they can't understand it, how can they reach me? I guess they can't, I guess they won't, I guess they front. That's why I know my life is out of luck, fool.
Well, on the other side of the world, UK rap was evolving and received the unique title Brit-hop. And unlike a lot of US hip-hop, which focuses on black civil rights or social injustice, artists were focused on other issues like the Middle East crisis or famine. Bands didn't have the interracial problems that rose in the American bands. And by the mid-90s, many hip-hop bands began experimenting with other styles like trip-hop as the UK scene went underground and record labels began to pull back. New artists arose like Stereo MCs, Moss Def, Tricky and Nina Cherry. Massive Attack, which came out of a sound system called The Wild Bunch, became a revolving door for MCs, DJs and electronic artists. Cherry, who started her solo career with a protest song against the Falkland War and had major success with the single Buffalo Stance, helped fund Massive Attack's career. And it was the song Unfinished Symphony that placed them on the map. But it's the song co-written by Nina Cherry that is the song most closely aligned to the beat generation looking at the frailty of life. Whilst no rap is included, the trip-hop beat is evident in the track. From the album Blue Lines, here is Massive Attack with the hymn of the big wheel on the beat generation. 1991.
Well, the introduction of trip hop in the UK had a big impact on the dance scene. Things were going bad in the US with the East Coast West Coast War. Rap had taken a turn with the death of Tupac and Biggie. But in England, music was going strong and was having an important impact on social consciousness. Driven by the Wild Bunch and a sound system, it evolved into big name bands like Massive Attack and Soul to Soul. Trip Hop had also spawned a band that had a massive impact on the UK music scene and resulted in several side projects. Faithless was an outfit that combined Trip Hop with the emerging dance scene and it had several hits. We Come One, Got As A DJ, Insomnia and One Step Too Far, featuring the vocals of Dido mixed in with rapper Maxi Jazz and Sister Bliss. Founding member of Faithless, Jamie Caddo went on to create One Giant Leap Project spanning 50 countries and producing a TV series, a movie and an album looking at the diversity of music originating from one single beat. From 2002, here is One Step Too Far, Faithless, featuring Dido on The Beat Generation. 2002 You can sleep forever But still you will be tired You can stay as cold as stone But still you won't find peace With you I feel I'm the main leading the blind With you I feel I'm just spending
Well, the commencement of hip-hop by Africa Bambata created a wave that is still being felt and resounds through other genres of music, especially within dance, rap and metal. It's only appropriate to finish the way we started with an artist that has possibly had the biggest influence on the hip-hop scene, most of it posthumously. Now, I'm of course talking about Tupac, who was famously gunned down as part of what appeared to be a music turf war. Now, like Africa Bambata, Tupac had his share of controversy. However, regardless of that, much of Tupac's work has been noted for addressing commentary social issues that plagued inner cities, an issue that we explored in an earlier Beat Generation episode. Like the beat poets of the 50s, Tupac's writings have inspired a generation of artists to take up the mantle. His influence is literally felt through modern hip-hop. If Bambata was responsible for bringing hip-hop into the world, then Tupac was responsible for taking it into the modern world and giving it a place as a formidable force. He led a troubling life, as did many hip-hop and Motown artists, yet his music still exists now to show that just like the beat poets, life is not black and white, but instead shades of grey. Now, he took us on a bit of a ride back to where the beat generation first started with his billboard charter, Dear Mama, a song about his mama, Afeni Shakir Davis, who was a political activist and a former member of the Black Panther Party. But it was his song, California Love, which echoed the Mamas and the Papas song years earlier and even references California Dreaming. And that has become his signature song. It also brought together another hip-hop great, Dr. Dre, and sampled a music legend, Joe Cocker. A fitting finish to the beat generation with an artist that has become, without a doubt, the most celebrated hip-hop artist of all time. Make sure you join us next week as we take a look at the rise of roots, rasta, and reggae on the beat generation. Taking us out is Tupac with California Love. I'm Shane Bryan, and this has been The Beat Generation. 
That's right. No good. 